If you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. I think my wife like ran another ran another round of water through these coffee grounds. Dear Lord, if you can't make me skinny, please make my friends fat. All right, that's good. It's working for you. I'm getting fat, Alex. I'm huge. <laughs> Beer and chicken, uh, chicken noodle, a uh, cup of noodles, whatever you want to call it. Carb loading. Yeah. All right. Carb so it's uh, it's the uh, the turkey trot uh, edition of Daily Show. It is. It's amateur day. It's amateur night. It is. So today is the most. Uh, today is the most drunk drivingest night of the year, supposedly. Because all everybody. Supposedly everybody. Is that, is, is that true or is that a meme? Maybe it's a meme. I don't know. I'm a, I'm Maybe a, it's just a meme. Who knows? But uh, actually, why would that be the worst night? Because everybody comes home from college and goes to the high school bar and gets fucking trashed because the next day is, you know, Thanksgiving. So everybody's home. They all everybody goes and they call meets it, up with their old. Uh, yeah, they call it Blackout Wednesday. Yeah, many such cases. I'll. I, I remember once in college, I arrived about three hours late to Thanksgiving dinner because I could, I didn't go home though. I stayed in Boston and I had Blackout Wednesday in Boston. Wow. Was I trashed? And I woke up three hours late and started driving home. <laughs> but uh, before we get any further, Mike is having. I'm calling this episode Battlestar Sciatica. <laughs> Mike's not here. He's getting his MRI. And actually, as predicted, his appointment got pushed back, so there was no chance in hell he'd get home in time at any re- decent uh, hour for us to do a show together. So we're uh, taking it, and we're not going to watch any movies. We're not going to do another. Frankly, I just don't have a good. I mean, we'll talk about some movies. I know you wanted to talk about the the last half in the bag. I actually want to talk about that too. And with Mike not being here, it's a perfect perfect opportunity because we all know he would offer he would offer no further commentary other than just complain that we were talking about half right, in the bag. Right. That just means we get to do a pop culture show, which is always because <sighs> we were discussing that stuff. Oh, uh, we were discussing so, pop culture before we came on because yeah. we we. Were, we were we were discussing like the hauntology of various types of culture, just developing these like niche subgenres where you just play to an audience from thirty years ago. Like that's your product. That's yeah. what you do. I mean that's that's me too. I'll fall for that too in in, in some respects. But uh, usually I just usually I don't bother. Usually I just go straight for the for the real shit. I'll go for the. I'd rather just experience something that's thirty years old. And every now and then something new might pop up. I couldn't give you an example off the top of my head other than. I just make my own. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather sit around and I'd rather sit around and do a bad job trying to make music than like listening to it at this point. <laughs> That's what I do. But you were talking about games, right? So these are games now. I, just... I was talking about games. I was talking about gaming because, um, see, back in the nineties, there was this game. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Doom. Doom was highly influential. I think I think I might have yeah. extremely influential. Maybe one of the most important video games of all time. Boomers what about, would play it. What about Doom Numum? Wasn't that a game? Duke Nukem was oh, a oh, Duke oh, okay. clone. Okay. 
which is what I'm getting to, is that the game was so popular and influential, it had all these clones, right? Yeah. And the boomers called these Doom clones. And now, about 30 years later, the Doom clones have returned. Only now we call them boomer shooters. Boomer even shooters. Even though they're actually just Doom clones. Is this uh, quick? Does Quake, boomer shooter, does Quake count? Does Quake count in this genre? No, I remember Quake was made by its software, so it's not. Okay, as I remember that being big at like the same time. I remember that was like people would no, have like the, that... quadru- the quadruple CD like case and the big like the big Q. Like this was the first time before before the Q tard movement. You had the Quake, and this Quake was had a... Trent Reznor doing the soundtrack. Oh, a lot of people remember it. There you go. I never really liked it that much because it was a little bit. It was like, oh, you've got this amazing engine and you didn't do much with it. Like, never, look at his graphics. I'm like, look at this gameplay. It's still Doom One. Yeah, I just I, my the last game I played was like Tecmo Super Bowl, so I just didn't I didn't make it that far. I was a console but, fag. I died, lived and died by the Nintendo. And when they started like, when they started upgrading consoles, I was like, yeah, I'm not falling for this Jewish crap. Although I didn't know it was Jewish crap, I'm not falling for this Japanese crap. Chinese Communist Party, Japanese. Every two years, we're gonna sell you a new machine. Now. So you're a console guy. That's, that's probably why. I was always a PC guy. When I was a kid, I played Nintendo when I was a kid, and then, and then when Super Nintendo came out, like I got mad. My parents got mad. We just kind of coped with Nintendo for a while until I decided, like, until I decided I wanted to be able to have a girlfriend. So I wasn't gonna play video games anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see, see me and my dad. We were into PCs because we were in ham radio. Mm. We went from ham radio, ham radio to PCs, and of course, went full blown with the Doom stuff. Yeah. And anyway, where the hell was I? So anyway, it's 2022, and we have brought back the Doom clone. It's a, it's a subgenre, which it's appropriately called the boomer shooter. Yeah. Because boomers played it. I mean, my dad was a boomer. He played it. He loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's back, and the formula, it's like, let's just try to recreate Doom, which is one of, one of the games I actually like, what Proteus does that. Mm-hmm. Let's just try to be as close to Doom as we can. We want to just replicate that formula and people are going to like our product based on how close it is to something from 30 years ago. Please, buy my product. <laughs> and the same thing is in music. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about how like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a, we're going to have a uh, subgenre. But what it really is is people trying to imitate a particular band yes. or a couple of bands merged together. Right. Like you used to have metal. And there was right. just like – unfortunately for you, like in mainstream metal, there was like eight bands. That was it. And they would put out albums periodically, and there wasn't like if you if you liked the latest Megadeth, like you just had to wait until they made another one to hear more of it, or listen to the older ones and cope with the fact they weren't as good yet. There wasn't like there wasn't like three hundred other like Megadeth clones or wannabes waiting in the wings with various levels of of you know of ability and listenability to putting something out that you might like as a to tide you over the next one, which is like basically that's all. now there is no Megadeth, for example, like that the band is dead and go- well. I mean, they still release stuff, but it's garbage because they're old. But uh, there's just like that is like that is a subgenre of that so of a subgenre now. A subgenre of thrash metal is like Megadeth worship, and there's Metallica worship, there's Slayer worship, there's and stuff newer than that too. It's just uh, and everything is kind of the same, and everybody is striving to be the same, and. Uh, it's just all, and basically none of it's necessary. And um, the reason we were talking about that, you brought up the Doom clones, and I brought up how YouTube's algorithm, is, you know, it goes through these phases of trying to get me to watch things because I just hate YouTube. I watch, I watch three things on YouTube: Zeth Zintach, uh, Red Letter Media, and uh, okay, I watch two things on YouTube. That's basically it. 
Um, right, right. You see the same thing in films too, because yeah. they also have this sort of like nostalgic subgenre that's just copying an earlier film or type of film genre. Well, with film, it's a little different because they're copying something, but they're making it gay and mulatto or Mexican or something like this. Basically, what they're doing, they're not even trying. Like they're just basically saying, like I watched, I watched a guy. There was a guy uh, on YouTube that was that was actually a decent uh, suggestion from YouTube. He was complaining about wokeness in Hollywood, and he's some kind of insider. He works. In Hollywood, apparently, I, or he, he has some kind of clout where he can be put on YouTube, and he no one's like raping him. If you're hearing my voice right now, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Unless this is just how you want to live, who am I to tell people to stop listening to free content that's constantly interrupted that has to deal with my voice and whatever audio quality this is going to come out in? Who am I to tell people that they should be getting behind the paywall at the right stuff biz slash paywall? Especially if they're not white, which I assume that's what, what you probably are if you're hearing my voice right now. This is that's just that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're not white legally, you do have to tell me that you're not white. This is. I told Sven that I'd I'd record some commercials for him, and at first I thought I was going to put some effort into it, but then I realized why don't I just ramble in the dumbest way possible and force you to listen to it because that's what you're doing right now. You are listening to this. What it, Mike was probably saying something very interesting, something very insightful, and now you're listening to me. Is this really what you want? Is this is this how you want to live? Do you want to be non-white? Because again, that's I just assume that's what you are. You could always fix that. You could rectify this problem by going to the right stuff biz slash paywall and getting yourself a subscription, and then you'll never have to hear me again, you know, unless I'm filling it or something pillaging and like burning down his house wait a minute wait a minute is, is this a older gentleman with like funky white hair white hair yeah he's like white hair that's like all like i'm a young yes, person yes I know okay exactly who that guy is and yes, he was he got the same fucking recommendation yeah I that is. he had a nice he had a nice little video about he was like is he, it film courage something like yeah, that film courage i think that was it and he was talking about the live action disney remakes where they're remaking all these you know classic animated films with live actors and and he was complaining a little bit about what he called he called it like unnecessary to the story like race and or gender swaps and it's like i don't think you you're not willing to say it because you're you want to have a career or you're not getting like it's not that they're unnecessary it's that it's, it's being done on purpose with an with an agenda in mind it's not just to, to renew the copyrights on these things because you do a beauty of the beast remake in 2022 that doesn't renew your beauty and the beast copyright from when was that film 1989 i'm not even sure like the you know, it's a new it's a new property. The, the IP is similar, but that film will still become the original animated film will still become public domain. You know, eighty years after it's released, no matter what you do. So it's like it's like no, they want people to watch. They want they want moving forward. Like when a kid wants to watch these films, they're going to watch the ones with the gay mulattoes in it. Like you're not going to watch the all white traditional European looking. You know, no, it's like no. We need to make a new version that breaks that down and destroys that, and that's what your kids are going to see. So it's it's like it's agenda driven. It's not unnecessary. It's not like like he was one of the, like this is what this is like the failure of that kind of criticism is when you pretend like the stu the whatever Hollywood studio or whoever that's making this stuff. Oh, they have a bunch of boxes they have to check in order for it to pass muster. It's like no, they're trying to push as much as they can, as hard as they can. The, the checkbox, it's not about a checkbox. A checkbox, like, they're not they're not begrudgingly, like, required, like, well, <clears throat> oh, darn, I guess we'll make the fairy godmother 
a nigger in a dress. I think a dude. I guess we'll do that because if we don't do that, someone's going to say that our film is too misogynistic and white supremacist. And it's like, no, they're shoving that down the kids' throats because they want little babies that want to watch. I think that was like a Cinderella remake or something. Yeah, it was Cinderella. I was like, we're going to make us. We're going to. We want little kids when they're six years old, and they want want them used to the idea of a black man wearing a dress being a figure that's not. You don't want you like right like just currently like okay before that like if you see a, if like there's, if there's a black man in a dress on the street you're like oh my god that's a crazy like crackhead crackhead heroin addict that's probably gonna rob me stab me or try to suck my dick one or the other it's gonna do whatever it can to try to get some like some money for drugs and they basically they want to replace it with like no this is actually a wholesome uh, character and a role model you can go up to the black man in a dress is your fairy godmother he's magical he's not a crackhead I saw him in a Disney movie yeah that's yeah. what they're that's what they're trying to do it's not a checkbox. It's a fucking ideological push to change how to change how people react to things, and you change the best way to change how people react to things is to get them when they're like little kids and impressionable, and the hope being that you don't push them too far that they become like fucking Nazis right then and there because that can happen. Right, too. right. And you know it's ideological because if they were focus grouping this stuff, there is no way in hell, no way in fucking hell, a focus group would come back and say, yeah, you know what, audiences really want they want a black Little Mermaid. That's yeah. what they're craving. Right. There's, there's a big Mermaid. demand for that. People right. want that. No, but that's going to work because there's they're, what they're banking on. Also, they're just banking on like the Browning fucking population. Like they're not going to care. Like if you like, you might you might have some uh, you know is the is the is the the version of the film that's dubbed in Spanish. Like none of those people are going to give a fuck. They're, like the kids going to watch Little Mermaid, and those people are notoriously worse at child care than white people are. So just like the TV has the babysitter, holy shit. So you just watch the Amazon or whatever that is uh, Disney Plus version. With the Black Little Mermaid, and the little kids are just gonna, and they're just gonna, they're just gonna grow up being in love with the little, with the Black Little Mermaid. Like that's gonna be, oh, when I was a little girl, I loved her, and so there you go. By the time they're like twenty, they're they're really sort of in this in this headspace about race where the Jews want them, sort of without without any like need to cajole them because the cajoling was done through these uh, Disney movies. Speaking of Disney, they're bringing back Bob Iger. That's how desperate they are. Wow, Bob Iger is returning as CEO. Who's CEO now? It's not I- Eisner's not still in there. It's uh, Bob Chapek, something like that. I don't know who that is. Is that guy Jewish or is like? Because they've been playing the game lately, where like non-Jews have been put at the top post of some of these know companies. That he was Jewish. He's he's the one who got kind of embroiled in these showdowns in Florida uh, with with DeSantis yeah. over the woke stuff. And of course, bring back Bob Iger. It's like yeah, that's not going to improve that situation, not even slightly. That's oh, perfect, though, right? It's like, oh, you think that this guy's doing too much of the like? So, all right, we'll bring the old Jew back in who did it all in the first place. Yeah, the one who's like, oh, good, it off. The wholesome Jew. We'll bring. That's great. That'll be more like the '80s again. No, no, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's they're not bringing back a wholesome Jew. They're bringing back the one who initiated all this stuff. Right, carried but, it through until I think 2020 or so. And when he, I think he retired. Oh, was he on that long? In Chapek. Yeah, he was. He was, he was there for a while. Oh, I've got my long time, really long time. Yeah. Because of course it's going to be tempting for people to say, "Oh, you know, that's that that means that the the Bob Chapek was too woke, so they're going to bring back somebody from the older days." Like, no, 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 no. They're they're bringing back somebody who spearheaded this entire operation to begin with, like the, the chief architect. They're bringing him back. <laughs> it's not going to make it better. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. You know, you know it is because of the Chinese uh, Communist Party. They control what Hollywood sure. puts out. You know. 
Meanwhile, the Chinese Communist Party demands like the less less gay versions of everything for them to consume. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just looking at some speculation here. They're speculating you might sell Disney to Apple. What? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? I mean, they've already. <laughs> See, I'm I'm sorry, audience. I stumble because I've actually become I've become so bored with this stuff because I just assume this is what's going to happen. Like I almost don't have, I don't have like an outrage, like yelling and screaming reaction to all these things. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sell, sure, sell Disney to Apple. And then what runs through my mind, like a quick flash of like Apple's ability to just, Apple and Disney like are all both willing to just memory hole and, and shred things so they don't exist anymore. Like your, like your DVD of Song of the South that you got a hold of. Which is great. I watched it. You can't get that anywhere. You can't get that. They, they, they've shoved, flushed that down the toilet. I yeah, watched the... Explain Amazon more, does. I was like, they they put it into a vault somewhere, and you cannot get it. Yeah, it's supposedly it still exists, but it's in a like literally in a lockbox, like in a vault someplace. Sure. Well, you want to you don't want you don't want to you want to destroy it. What if uh what if thing what if uh, the tide changes and suddenly that's like a profitable thing to have again? You want to be able to have that in your back pocket. You know, never destroy. Well, I mean, it is it is a piece of history. It's actually interesting to watch it and see the. Sort of the the view of the old South. Yeah. I mean, if nothing less, it would be interesting as a historical exercise. Mm, Yeah, you know, we we went kind of far afield here because what I really wanted to get back to is doom. Nope. What about Resident Evil? No, some there, 41. Oh, hold on. Is Resident Evil, is that a Doom clone as well? Does that fall into No, no, no. No, it's not. Because you're, you're shooting like zombie dogs or something. No, that's a completely different genre. That okay. is called survival horror. Ah. But isn't the same Doom? thing? Like you just kind of like first person and you no, have like d- 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 retarded Doom, Doom guns. Was, it had horror elements. It was not survival horror. Because okay. in Doom, you always had plenty of ammunition. So there was never the, the tension of okay. I might get killed. It was it was a power fantasy of I'm going to kill a lot of demons. So Resident Evil once. Resident Evil has am, ammunition scarcity. That's the difference. Yes. Like, okay, I didn't realize well, that's, that. That's one of the differences. Survival horror. It's like uh, there's a lot of tension. Your character might die. You're always low on resources. That kind of thing. Okay. Whereas a, a first person shooter is more of a power fantasy of I've got really big fucking guns and I want to unload them on this horde of monsters. Okay. Because it's fun to watch a big horde of monsters disintegrate on screen. In sixteen bit graphics, yeah. Well, that's that's the funny thing about Proteus, the game I was talking about, is they have gone back <laughs> to the pixelation style. Nice. That's how far deep in the nostalgia train we are, where it's like, uh, I want a game that uses a modern engine, but can we make it look old? Can we make it look like a video game? I can see that. Like, why should this be so high res? <laughs> you know, because now now that the games are just they're just high definition game a lot of movies too, right? Yeah. So what's the point? Give me the uh, give me the cutscenes from Ninja Gaiden too. Those were awesome. I'll watch that. The uh, broken the broken English fucking uh, subtitles and all. Uh but yeah, yeah that's, some that's just really funny to me that, that it's it's that level of nostalgia where. You want high technology, but you don't really want to use the high technology. You want to simulate a lower technology with the high technology. Yeah, I can dig that. 
still distracting me though because before the show, somehow we get on the subject of this awful fucking oh. subgenre yeah. that I had forgotten about. Like my brain had finally sealed off all that stuff. Hmm. Good Charlotte, some forty one, Blink one eighty two, yeah. atrocious bands. Yeah, this was all the stuff that was like, it came out about the same time as this is all post grunge, right? Yeah. You had your new metal, and then this stuff was basically pop punk, and then in the aughts, yes. kind of merged into became more of like an emo thing, and that was where we had right. what the AFI and the Good Charlotte, where there was they were still doing those kinds of dumb songs, but you had Black Eyeliner now, um, I mean, oh, Chemical Romance, I, all these. Oh shitty God, groups, dude! Yeah. I knew people who loved My Chemical Romance. Yeah. they were oh, obsessed. My Chemical Romance. I knew people who liked Good Charlotte, which it was like. Oh, I'm gonna sorry. have the, the, the amount of DMs I'm gonna have on my Threema after this segment is seen. Like, oh, dude, I love that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I they they created a vocal style that hasn't gone away, and this is just sort of like the mimicry. So this like unsigned band that that YouTube decided to show me. Well, look at this fucking video. This this band has nothing. They have 220 subscribers. Okay, cool. Let's let's give them some airtime there. Well, uh, I mean, it just absolutely sucks. But it's like, it's like one minute where it's like we're Whitechapel, but we're also some forty-one. Which I, neither, I, like, I, I'm curious. I haven't heard this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that that is straight like pop punk. Like, but like, it's going to become like. <laughs> it's going to be like this. It's going to become this. It's it's de- basically this is the new. This is like the new. This is where deathcore is at. This is what you have to have these, and this is because of, this is all because of Rick Beato, I think, because Rick Beato will go on to Spotify and watch the top ten uh, metal tracks, and he'll do his little review, and they all they're all basically this stuff, like leftover emo metalcore influences, and they're all just they're all just uh, imitating. I, I love this uh, this this lo-fi mono intro here. That's yeah, great. <laughs> Fuck you! I can sing like this. It's like this is so fucking. Needs to go back to his job at the Apple Store. I just want to tell him, like, I just want to tell him, like, congratulations. You sound like everything. You sound like nobody. All right, what is this pretending to be? What's the genre it's pretending to be? Because this is just straight up like stuff from that you would expect to see well, alongside some someone uh, forty one. Uh, yeah. Well, they call it shit. they call it deathcore. It but used it's not. To, but, well, it used to be like like the verse parts were what the entire song was, plus like those yes. those like um what do you call it? like those uh, what's the word those like syncopated breakdown parts where it's slow. But over yeah. the over the years, they've thrown the AFI like whiny stuff, so you have a chorus. So you've, right. you're, you're trying to like please both like okay, desires. Like, it's not deathcore, right? But they you, still call it deathcore. But it's, it's just like, it's just faggotry. It's just gay. I want to leave them a comment like, "You guys sound like the Iron Maidens. You're like you sound like the all like they sound like the all female tribute to Iron Maiden. Like except those girls have like boobs and stuff, and these guys are just well, they, this guy has boobs too, this guitar player. But but it's like what's going on here is like the amount of money they spent to make this shitty looking video because I'm you know like nobody's fooled like this is a shitty video. You're on a tiny little oh, set yeah. with some chain link fence. 
the lighting is like sort of okay. This is sort of like what you. This is like this is DIY. This is like high level DIY. And uh, the problem with it is like you're not doing anything with it. You are you're imitating the top ten Spotify metals. Like you sound like everybody. You like it's very good production. It's very it's a nice sounding recording. It's like I'm jealous. <laughs> But it's like it's like if you're not if you're not gonna like say nigger and praise Hitler in your DIY song, like why do it? They don't need like they don't need another band doing this. This is what everybody fucking sounds like. What everybody does. So this is sort of like what's what's available. Like this is available. You can you can LARP as a as a big band now with DIY stuff at home. I mean this this is startlingly close to like AFI from yeah. the early two thousands. Yeah, and this is, is this is basically like a, the same thing. This is like American gay like beta metal too. It's like I gotta be I have to be a faggot when I make my metal. And metal's about <laughs> equality and heavy music is all about self expression and acceptance. It's like no, it's not. Metal is always about like being like a normal dude and fuck everybody. Except- yep, fuck faggots. And Except like, AFI had better hooks than this stuff. That's true. I mean, that's the thing. We get the amateurs. Oh, my God. All right, we got to play that. Oh, that's where they... they all right, they filmed this whole thing in a self-storage place. That's what. That's the... This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can use crypto. E-checks. Mail in a money order. Or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the right stuff.biz slash paywall. That's the roll down yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what it is. They're inside a self-storage unit with all this stuff. That's why when they pan yeah, to the right... That's a great idea. I mean, it's a great idea, except for I can tell. It's a great idea if you can make it up if you can't tell. I mean, self-storage units, they're everywhere. They're cheap. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's the thing. It's cheap. <laughs> But like I the put art, my, uh, my shitty rock music in the self storage. Yeah, the problem is the problem is the art's also cheap. Like the, the should, stuff, uh, should just leave it in the self storage unit. Just put it in there. Yeah. Keep it there. It's just bad. Don't bring it out. It makes me upset. This shit is so, that's such garbage, and there's no need is, for it's, it. It's supposed to be deathcore. De- uh, deathcore is now sounding like uh, some some forty one or any of those any of those shitty. God awful bands that I I had memory hold those myself. Well, it's like that the American whiny the American whiny hard rock voice has has survived. Like no matter what genre you're doing, <laughs> like put that in your, you know, like just do that. No matter what kind of music, no matter what kind of heavy music you're making, if you do it, <laughs> and like the things like the shit where like at the beginning of the song the guy's doing that without words. He's just like, there's a band called Beartooth that. Uh, that Rick Beato reviewed one time, and it's just this, like, skinny, fat, like... Actually, no, I think he was just fat. He's like a fat neck neckbeard, like, bug man who was the keyboard player in a band that was big, like, uh, ten years prior. And it's like, so... He opens his songs... There's a song where he's just going... Oh, 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 he's, like, doing these, like, ululations with no lyrics, but he's just, like, proving, like, I can hit these faggy high notes in this really, like, beta male fashion. Check out my Check out my metal. And it's like, can you all just die? Like, you're fucking fags. Then the other side of it is, so here's another low budget. These people have more views, so I don't know. This might this might actually not be unsigned. This might just be a small. But here here we have the same kind of problem. Like you're making your de- this deathcore is uh, is um is influenced by black metal, so it's going to be a little harder edge. And you'll okay. see you'll see when the uh, we see what this all band right. looks like. Wait, check out their image. Uh, it's called Drown in Sulfur. 
This man has corpse paint on, ladies and gentlemen. This man is not reenacting the crow. Oh, he's wearing a, a black crown as well. Shadow of the Dark. You are definitely in the Shadow of Dark Throne. You are nowhere near as, as legit as Dark Throne. Wait, is that a chick? Uh, I think that's a girl. Possibly a Hoppa girl. It's a small titty goth GF. Because when you're a small time, you can't you can't afford the big titties. No. <laughs> you don't want small titty gun. That's not Small titty. He couldn't even get a real golf chick. He had to go get a gook. That's a nigger, right? I think that's a nigger. I, I think the entire band is just appearing on this throne dressed in, uh, well, I think that's a golf dude. girl dresses. I didn't notice it. I think that's a dude. I think that is a dude. <laughs> the problem is there's like bands that do this already I could, that I already have I can listen to I don't need you to also yeah. do this like I can go listen to Hate and, and Behemoth this is this is just a straight up like rip off of Behemoth and actually it sounds exactly like Hate if you ever listen to Hate This faggot is doing blast beats with two hands, by the way. Please rope yourself, my dude. <laughs> See, now, the drummer is singing, but he's just going, yeah, he's so... Their vocalist can only make the one sound. They need the drummer to do the sound. You should be able to do both. I can't do either, but I'm just telling you how it should be. Now, now they have the other pitfall. They're not in the self-storage unit. There, they rented the small. Somebody, somebody rents like a warehouse where they have a studio, and they have that. Have you ever seen that curved like backdrop, and it's all white, right. so it looks like infinite whiteness behind you? Because how much money I wonder could, could a person make if they were renting out storage units, uh, these old warehouses and stuff, just just for these shitty bands to go in there and record a video? And they still like, even though they have like the they have the fucking he still had to lay down his drum rug, which is off white. But yeah, these things just make me sad because there's nothing there's nothing here that the world needed to hear. It's like you could just but, go but, listen. You could go listen see, to the professionals it's got authenticity do authenticity and it's genuine because of how shitty it is. Well, it's genuine and it's like I want to look like my idols and I want to sound like my idols and I'm going to imitate them to the T. And see, this has forty five thousand views though. This, this has authentic mediocrity attached. To Facebook, it. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, producer, nothing is, nothing is being Filippo, faked here. They're, 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 actually, they're, they're actually the shitty. Oh no. They have lyrics here Vampire Communion, Shadow of the Dark Throne. Vampire Communion, Bite the Flesh and Drink Thy Blood, Shadow of the Dark Throne. Commander of the Legions of Hell, In the Shadow of the Virgin, I redeem good and bad as I please. The High Lord of this of castle. Virgin. Oh my God! Blood Prince standing tall on his throne. Oh my God! Just please kill your father. Just fucking rope yourselves. Just rope yourselves. This is forty-five thousand. They said they have twenty-seven and a half thousand subscribers. I wonder if they're signed. Is that enough of a, a niche subgenre to survive off of? I guess Maybe. if they with that, if they can get like if they can get ten dollars a year out of uh, out of twenty-seven thousand people. Oh hell yeah! Okay. Yeah, doing really good. Doing all right. Well, you just go around and you play shows. Like I wonder what kind of reception. It's, this Hi guys, here's another pre-recorded interruption, not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you, we need to go ahead and pick up a subscription at Brexit.com slash paywall. You can use money orders, you can use crypto, you can use e-checks, you can even go to my Aussie channel. Uncle Spend other home screen, and you can use your credit card on there to get around these years' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works, so you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks, we'll be right back to the show now. It's the sort of thing that's just like the inclusivity of this stuff. 
Like, was ever is anyone going to tell these guys that they suck and they're totally derivative and they should just stop because there's no reason for them to exist? No, it's like they're not spearheading any musical movement. They're following. That's why you're. That's why you're not bigger. You're just you're following along with people who came before you who already did this. Again, like just as a bad example, you can go listen. Like I'll put on Hate right now. Where's Hate? Uh, Hate has a really based song about Zoroaster. Uh, Hate has a really based song about Zoroaster. Zoroastrianum. Zoroastrian. What the fuck? Zoroastrian. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that? So here's Hate, and here's a real band. They do the same thing. So you forgot to imitate that part that's actually cool. Yeah, I was going to say. Anyway, they're on Metal Blade. They're, they're on a real label. They have a real, they have real backing. And they're actually, they actually have been doing that for 25 years. <laughs> sort of invented that sound. Whereas you came along in 2022. I can do that! I had a garage band, and my friend has a storage facility where he can film our video. You put on the corpse paint, and we can do totally derivative amateur shit. It makes me upset. <sighs> Seven, the song's called well, Seventh really Month. Like I'm going to change my name. That, that, that song is called Seventh Man, Man Vantara. I'll be, I'll be the Seventh Man, Man Vantara from now on. I don't so know what that like means. like a shitty amateur level garage band. So they can find a microniche. Someone's willing to listen to them now. Well, you, and also, I, I think it used to be you would do this kind of stuff and you would just go nowhere, right? Well, you used to not be able to achieve this level of production. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I, you guys have seen me. Like, I struggle with it because it's, like, a thing I do in the, on the side. But, like, even so, like, the recordings I make for, for you, it's, like, I couldn't touch them even 10 years ago. I wasn't as good as I am. Or 20 years ago, forget about it. Trying to make a recording with a computer, you could, it was okay. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the technology was not there. The commercial products weren't available. Also, and you know what else? You know what else is? You know and what else? The... You know what else sucks about this? So... I just remembered, like, the reason why I was mad is, like, you can listen to this kind of music, but made by Nazis, and I much, but you can't do it on on, on YouTube. That's what you should be seeking out. What was the name of that band? Uh, I think it was called Wolf Knocked. Just put something out. It was fucking brilliant. It was on YouTube for about 16 hours. I listened to it, and uh, the drums didn't sound as good as this stuff, but that's okay. You can forgive that. It was a real drummer playing it. You could definitely tell that, but at least he's, like, singing in German about Hitler and shit. What are these people, you know... What is fucking... What is Drowning Sulfur singing about? Oh, they're singing about fucking, uh... Twilight. My vampires are sparkly and romantic. <laughs> We're gonna make nine movies that suck. You know what's really funny to me, too, is, is to listen to people cope and be like, Oh, yeah, but you know... This is music culture or video game culture, whatever the, whatever the culture may be. It's not that bad because there's there's these indie indie productions and there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of choice out there. You can you can choose to listen to a whole bunch of different shitty things or play a bunch of different amateur level video games. There's a lot of lot of choice, and it all sucks. It's all bad. I'm gonna. It's uh, all incredibly derivative. None of it's original, and, and no one is like. Creating a new direction for anything. No, no one is reinventing. Well, no, because everybody's no is... everybody's imitating each other. Like seriously, like the the stuff on 
the stuff on the, the Rick Beato, like Spotify top 10 metal. It's like, it's stuff I've never heard of. And it's stuff that goes, yeah, so they just keep doing it. It's all the same sonics, all the same guitar sounds, all the same drum sounds, all the same direction for the songs. Just this is like knee jerk back and forth. I'm making a death metal song and now I'm making a Sum 41 song. And it's just like, it's totally disjointed. But uh, that's what uh, activates certain kinds of brains. And where is that chat where I had that wolf knock link? I want to play some on the show, but I know I, I know it's no longer on the. Uh, there it is. Wolf knock. Knocked. Isn't that how you say night? Wolf knocked. Yeah. I, I thought you were say wolf nog, which. No, not wolf nog. It, it is the holiday season. Oh, I guess it. you could drink wolf nog this time of the year. What was the name of the damn label? It was because they yeah, they didn't put the name. They only have the YouTube link. I thought there was links to their the actual site where you could buy it too, but. Bug, it's gone. It was really good. It was really good NSBM. Very uh, neoclassical sounding, but with like heavy guitars. It actually was different. And it's actually fucking edgy. It's other shit's just not edgy. Is, is Dream Theater still around? Uh, yes, unfortunately. I remember that was a band that a bunch of pretentious assholes were into for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, they are an interesting case because they were allowed. The industry allowed them to make heavy music at that time. It's just that like they also did pretentious like prog fag stuff with it, and I think right. that was kind of the draw. I never really liked it. I didn't like the sing- like I didn't like the idea of like this sounds like Def Leppard, but mixed up with Rush a little bit. It's uh, all this like as I was I, I was always let did down. Not like them, <sighs> yeah. I didn't. I never liked them, and, and yeah. I still don't. But that was allowed to happen, I guess, because it sucked so much. I don't know. It wasn't really heavy. It was just, I don't know. But that was I just thing. recall. This was a group that you were into to kind of signal, like, oh yeah, I used to dream theater. Believe me, dude. I know. I used to work at a guitar center. Oh my god, the amount of dream, <laughs> dream theater fans on the staff and in the store, just like, oh my god, no, thank you. I'm, the, I'm out. What's funny is. So I could just hear, like, uh, so that band, the band we were just like, oh, I closed them. The one that was, like, doing the video in the storage unit, that's like, I can I can read the, uh, I, can, I can just hear the words of, like, the uh, the DIY, make it in the music business, like, vloggers, like, telling them the strategy, and they're, like, taking it, like, taking notes, and uh, looking, at, I remember there was, a, there was a book, by, there was a book written, a couple books written by the drummer from Pig? I don't remember his name, but he also worked for Nine Inch Nails a little bit. It was like it, it was these. It was, I think it was called like "Making the Band" and "Touring the Band." Were the names of these two books, and they were both all about like what you spend your money on, how much stuff actually costs, what you should do to actually just become a, a band that's completely independent, but you just tour all the time. And one of the big things that these people latch onto is like, don't make an album. When you make an album, like all your music is wasted. Now, like every now, you've got you've got forty minutes of music, forty five minutes of music. How long did it take you to write and record all that? And you can never use it for anything and again, anything ever again, because you put it all in this one little package that's available as like one thing. It's like what you should do: the money you would spend on an album, spend it all on one song, make one video. Don't just dump all your resources into one song. Oh, oh, you like interruptions. Well, this is a different kind of interruption. This is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month, uh, un- unless you're using, like, e-checks, then there's some extra fees. Because e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. Point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. If you enjoy the content, uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore. If you just do it, so go to the right stuff.biz slash paywall. Uh, make an 
order, you can use e-checks, you can mail in money, or you can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Sven's other tone stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction, we'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this is going to go extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. So that when... I mean, my, my, my interpretation, of course, of that is you're trying to play the lottery and you're hoping that somebody, yeah. some producer is going to see it. It's going to end up on somebody's desk and be like, oh, we should sign this guy. <laughs> Which doesn't that. make sense because like you're, you're preaching these people how to be like a self-sustaining independent thing. So you would think that, like having this one song makes people kind of want to come see you live and buy t-shirts, I guess. But it's like, I've, I've always been like, if I have a band... If a band catches my interest and I go look at it, it's like, oh, what else do they got? It's like, oh, they don't have anything because they dumped all the resources into one song. I go to their YouTube channel. There's one song, and then there's maybe them like hanging out, acting like dorks, or doing things that aren't like. There's no album. There's not even an EP. It's just this one video of them playing. Well, I guess I'll just move on with my life then because they have nothing else to show me. So, what? But but the thing is, like, if you really want to make it. In music, what you have to do, what you have to do, is you have to go on the internet, you have to do a podcast where you like say nigger a lot, and then you talk bad about Jews, and you praise Hitler, and you deny the Holocaust. You do that while you're doing that. Maybe you take some like popular songs from the 80s and 90s, and you make up silly lyrics for those that are about niggers instead of whatever they were about, and everybody likes that. Everyone thinks you're great, and then one day. This audience that, that likes it when you say nigger in like a Depeche Mode song, you tell them you're too good for that now. You're just like you're, you're, you're true artists and you really want to. Then you start writing original songs and you take like two and a half years to make like eleven songs, and now they all really like that. The whole the key is to not really, the key is to not actually produce a lot and to do a bad job and complain about it the whole time. It makes them all root for you. Yeah. If I just if I just appeared with like a really slick low budget video of me saying nigger. While I played the guitar, I wouldn't have gone anywhere. You gotta, you gotta build the foundation first. Then you can, you know, then you can spend like a lot of money and get nothing back from it, except for like you basically just need you need a sweet podcast where you say nigger a lot, and that's how you that's how you make any music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want you want to cultivate that micro niche and then build off of that. Yeah, yeah. basically you 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 create you you do a thing people actually want you to do, and then you try to you try to arm wrestle and, and force them. To like also like the thing that they don't care about, which is you playing guitar. That's that's how you make it in this business of music. That's my advice. I'm gonna call my book right. "Podcasting the Band." Podcasting the band. N wording the band. That's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking into the weekend for a minute because I I, I felt like maybe he started on YouTube, but even in his case, it looks like he sort of just rubbed elbows with the right people. Yeah. Plus, he's not white. They'll let you in. That like that guy makes very that white. Helps. That guy makes very white music, and he should. It shouldn't be him. Anybody can make that music too. It's not that very, not very intricate. Um, but you know, he's got the first. Like this, that's a lot of the stuff is just uh, controlled from the top, and the stuff that's not controlled from the top is, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean that that's a, this conversation I've had with people before about the the industry itself to create like a a hit musician these days. It has to be so heavily astroturfed. You can't just have an organic um, hit musician. Like you can't have somebody who just becomes like king of a particular genre anymore, just out of out of nowhere. Like you have to try to you have to try to run like a political campaign for those people and just pump tons and tons of money into pushing their stuff everywhere. That's how you do it. I just it's all very they, artificial now. Do they even do it anymore? I just don't think they do it anymore. There's no radio. It seems, it, it seems like they they just don't really care to to bother with it. Yeah. 
I mean, I know we, we had talked about U2 a while back, which at <laughs> one one time, I mean, that that was quite possibly the most famous significant band in the world. They were really famous after they were like so far like down the downslope from their peak that I could I didn't understand it. Like, right. remember when they did an album exactly. called like How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb? I'm like, that is the dumbest title I've ever. How are these people famous? And I don't know a single song from that. I just know that was that was the album that if you bought an iPad in a certain or an iPad an iPod in a certain year, like your iPod came preloaded with that with those ten MP3s for the album, and people were like pissed. Because back then, like, I remember that. Like, you couldn't delete them or something. And storage was yeah, like, that's limited. right. Holy yeah, shit. People were really mad about that. But the, the, yes. I, but the iPod was like red and black to match the Fuck, album. Title. I remember that. I remember that. Really, was I'd a be, big controversy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Luckily, I didn't. I wasn't in the market for an iPod that year, so I, I was already set. But I'm just like, how are these people? These people are. They were has beens when they were big. That's what I don't get yeah, about that. They were. They were. They were. They were famous for being famous whenever I became yeah. aware of them. I was like, what? U2? I just, uh, for whatever reason, U2 is just on the radio constantly. Or they're, they're in commercials. Or they're in movie soundtracks. They're just everywhere. They for can't... some fucking reason. I don't know why. I don't find them appealing. I don't think the music industry is even going to try to get like white guys with stupid names to be famous ever again. Hi, I'm The Edge. I'm Bono. I'm Sting. I'm Phil Collins. Wait, that doesn't. That doesn't fit. I mean, Phil Collins is a stupid name. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, I call myself the Edge, and the other two guys in the band just have normal names. Like, yeah, whatever. That's cringe. My name is Adam. Whatever. Adam Broski. Right. I don't remember what their drummer's and bass player's name is. Of course, and that's why I don't remember because it's not something dumb like the Edge. Yeah, I was just trying to. They had they had an album that came out like in the eighties. Of course, it was yeah. or it was either eighties or early nineties that got them kind of on the scene. And people kept expecting them, I think, to do more of that style of, of music, and they just didn't. Their music just got steadily worse. Well, they moved from they did really organic music, and they moved into electronica. Octung Baby was kind of the dividing point that had kind of a mixture of both, and even then, that was a little like, uh, and then then one after that, I can't remember what it was, was just like so much electronica in it that it was just just Shit didn't even music anymore. Hey, it's your worst possible nightmare. It's the sound of Borzoi interrupting whatever wonderful talking point Mike is making right now, interrupting your own train of thought. And you're in this position listening to me right now, well, because you're listening to the free version of this show. You're not even getting all the content, and now you have to listen to me. Is this what you want? Is it really? This is the, You want to hear this? You want to hear me? That just can't possibly be what you want. So if you want to rectify that issue, go to therightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can make one-time donations and get three months, six months, even a year. So why are you doing this to yourself? This has to be especially troubling because I'm not even going to check the audio on how this sounds. So you could also be listening to just terrible audio right now. So why not just stop doing this to yourself and get behind the paywall at therightstuff.biz slash paywall. They're older than I thought. They've been their first album was nineteen eighty. Yeah. It was Boy or whatever. Yep. Those early That's... ones I have all those on vinyl. Those are great. Those are really it's really good music, but it's like they're a bunch of uh, libtard jo- faggots. They're obsessed with niggers. I don't understand it. They're from the Ireland. Tree. What is it? it? Yeah, That's the Joshua it. Tree, that was the big one. That was the last like really organic like rock album yep. they made. But uh they're obsessed with niggers. Like I have the like the unforgettable fire. I never realized like Pride of the Name and the Love like that's all about Martin Luther King Jr. It's like, oh my god. Like it's a it's a literal, because you know I do the thing I don't pay attention to lyrics I think just like lyrics are dumb. And then you go I went and I read those one day because Mike was complaining about it. I'm like oh my god this is literally like pride in the name of love. It's like 
it's like what kind of love was MLK taking pride in? Like banging? Wait, like song? he was like like back in the name of love, one more in the name of love, and like the song from the song standpoint, it's like. MLK Jr. Right. is doing all these things in the name of love. It's like in the name of like loving his parishioners' wives, like and like just raping people, like that kind of love. Because this a nigga's love is different from a regular man's love. So yeah, I didn't know that's what that song is about yeah. either. And I've heard it dozens, well not dozens, they never make of times. now. Like it's like ru- it's like ruined. <sighs> yeah, early morning, April fourth, yep. shot rings out in, in the Memphis sky, yep, yep, yep. free at last. They took your life; they could not take your pride. Oh my God, so gay, gay. And that was in that was in eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> fucking total, like just yeah, shit. Gotta, yeah, I forgot how old that band is. That, that 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 was a year after I was born. Yeah, my God. And then other than that content. Other than that lyrical content, that stuff is really good. It's like it's really it's cool. Like you know, music that only could have been made in the eighties because it was sweet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what well, else. I mean, what the, else were we going to talk ni- about? The nineteen eighties. That's that's another like cultural freezing point where we got to we got to go back to the eighties now. We got to do synthwave. We got to do stuff that's very uh, uh, callback to the nineteen eighties. We yeah. got to do that, that kind of material. We got to do movies that, that remind you of the eighties. We got to get mulattoes to do it. Right. You know what reminds me of the 80s? Mulattoes. <laughs> well, Michael Jackson was a thing. Yeah, but he, he wasn't was, a mulatto. He was a nigger. He was trying to give he was trying to he was trying to be white. He was yeah, doing he everything. Was kind of a, he was doing everything he could like I am a white man. I am not going to be this wide this wide-nosed banana eating nigger like my father who abused me was. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a hyper real mulatto. And it's also it's like, like, it's like the cyborg mulatto. It's like how mentally ill was that poor guy and whose fault was it? You know, there's a Michael Jackson had some problems. You know, there was a period of time where I loved Michael Jackson. I was like seven years old. Or maybe a little older. When, whenever Bad came out, like, I like, like, Bad hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, yeah, this is really good. I was at single digits in age, and I got, I got over it eventually. I remember, um, you remember when I, we mean, were... I, I went through a Michael Jackson phase like two years ago. He had, he had some good songs, he had some good music. <laughs> He made all those noises. Very off-putting. <laughs> I don't understand it. What was, what was he trying to do? Why isn't there a sub? Why isn't Beat there, it is a great song. Why isn't there just a subgenre of like R&B singers who just make strange mouth noise? Just like put this, yeah, put that. That's what the weekend is missing because he does the he Michael do- Jackson bit, but he doesn't do the weird mouth noise. Yeah, make the weird noises. Weekend. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> If he did, maybe his music would be even more popular. If, if you Mike, should bring that back. If Michael Jackson was a metal band, I mean, there would be an entire subgenre of Jamon, like thrash metal. <laughs> like there would be like there would be metal singers like doing that instead of like doing the pig squeals or whatever. You would have like yeah. Michael Jackson. Maybe I'll do a. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do a Michael Jackson noises metal song. <laughs> Nigga, He's like make those noises and say nigger. No. <laughs> 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 Shit, that was his signature. And the thing is, the weekend even he even did a bit where he was like on fire, like he did a, a callback to that time that Michael Jackson caught on fire oh, for yeah, yeah. the show. Yeah, that was cool. Remember, remember that. Remember that time that Michael Jackson caught on fire. Yeah, I, I remember that. He almost died on TV. Yeah, member berries. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, that's I, a good member berry. It's way better than that time that um, someone else had a nip slip. 
Oh, that was that, was that Janet Jackson? Yeah. Janet Jackson. I remember that. <laughs> that was kind of gross. Yeah. God, that was quite the psyop. That was. I don't even remember like what the point of it was. Like, what were they? What was the conversation after that? It was just like we need to we need to have more nipples on TV. I don't remember what where even that went. It was something like you can't cancel Janet Jackson for having a nip slip on TV. It's not fair, or something. Even though even though it looked clearly choreographed and like it was part of the show. Yep, I remember that part of the conversation. It's like, well, (laughs) they're planning to do it. Yeah, you can tell they plan to do it because she had on a nipple shield, and ain't nobody going to wear that shit unless they want to show off their nipples. Yeah, Timberlake, didn't Timberlake like it was Justin Timberlake? Right? Didn't he? Didn't he like it looked like he grabbed it and ripped it off of her? Like it was supposed to. I don't know. This shit was so stupid back then. Justin, Justin Timberlake, where did that guy end up? I remember he got a little more serious with his music for a while, and I he started trying like, to be, he started trying to be an actor. I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, that's what it was. He moved into an into an acting career. He's probably just yeah. rolling around on money right now. Well, didn't he do like a? Didn't he do like a really like uh, hipster like white guy in the woods wearing flannel a- album a few years ago and they everybody Probably. hated him for it. I remember there being this kind Probably. of controversy. Like he was doing like he, everything just looked too white. He's like he got like a beard going on and he's wearing flannels and he looks like a lumberjack and people would be like, why isn't this guy doing the wigger bit anymore? Let's uh, let's call him racist. Remember something like that? Yeah. But it's he, just, he was he was leaning in that direction for a while. Yeah. Like I'm going to be more mature. I have, the, I have like no sympathy for him though. It's like it's like you you made your career like doing this doing these basically doing monkey shines. You did the boy bands like negrified dance music bullshit, and uh, then you uh, showed us Janet Jackson's nipples. And now now you now you can have all your fans turn on you because you're you tried to do something white. It's like why didn't you do the white thing from the beginning? Oh oh. See that's that's another sh- genre from the late '90s, early 2000s. I'd forgotten about it was the boy band era. I remember having to buy uh, one of my cousins for Christmas. I got her a 98 Degrees CD. I remember this. Oh, this is pretty annoying. You want to hear my voice? You want to hear uh, Mike Fish's thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to therightstuff.com/paywall. There is uh, there's some now that everything that's come out on that because the guy that used to manage all those bands was a infamous fucking just Jew pedophile, uh, and there's all kinds of documentaries about it. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. The the he was down in Florida, just manufactured all these boy bands, and he had like a, a way he did it. And these people were all basically like slave labor for him. And uh, he was probably stopping a bunch of them, but I don't know if that's proven. But if you, uh, what was that guy's name? See now, now I want to dig into this. I want to watch a documentary. Cause oh I, well, somebody's already done the digging. It's just that nobody fucking cares, you know. The boy. That's another subgenre that's easy to forget about. Is the the boy band era? How many boy bands there were? How popular they were? Uh, I mean, girls were really into that stuff. <sighs> All um, right. I'm just trying to think of the. All right, Wikipedia just has nothing, no idea what they're talking about. Because they on this Wikipedia page about boy bands, they have some 41 in Simple Plan listed here. I don't think that really. Where's the name of this talent? Where's this talent manager? What the fuck was his I name? Call some forty-one a boy band. It was pop punk. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, so I go to I click on the talent manager, and it takes me to a fucking thing about talent man. Where's the actual guy? Oh, where's this fucking guy's name? I'm sure like the goddamn audience is like screaming his name somewhere. Know, right, right. They're in the comments section, furiously typing. Uh, Lou Pearl. Yes. Oh, is Lou it Pearlman. Lou Pearlman? That's him. Is that name even on this fucking... Okay, there's Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman is the guy. Yeah, and then there's this fucking... Uh, oh, man. I think this is his mugshot on the Wikipedia, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, that's him. Yep. I'm looking at the same thing. Yeah, this guy, he was, he, was, <laughs> uh, he, he raped all these people financially and possibly physically. I, I, I like how you, you talk oh, about... Oh, he's a, dead? A, 
He died he's in 2016. Still... I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, was he in prison at the time? Oh, he died, yeah, in federal custody in 2016. Um, I think it's funny that you talk about a, a subgenre of a particular culture and you you find a mugshot of a kike behind <laughs> Oh, my God. He was involved in Ponzi schemes. Oh, yep, Jesus. he was convicted five days before his sentencing in May 2008. Proven requested a telephone, internet connection, two days a week to continue to promote bands. So I, I don't rejected. understand this behavior from certain kikes. Like he kicked off the Backstreet Boys, then he does NSYNC, another famous group. So he must have had money. Like, was it not enough? Well, he he roped these groups into contracts that just basically benefited him and like fucked. Basically, right. what what like Kanye is is complaining about. Like this guy was doing it to these uh, these little white singers mostly, and he's putting them together, and they were you know. I don't know all the details, but there's also there's other allegations. Be- Wait, what? Mike was gonna say what? Did we all miss that? Is that because this is a free fan edition? Go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall for your subscription today. Beyond this stuff, but he was just basically screwing all these groups, and he eventually got uh, he eventually got convicted. In O-town, 2006, I investigators discovered Perlman had perpetrated the longest-running Ponzi scheme oh, in American oh. history, and had defrauded investors out of a billion dollars, out of which only 300. Out of which 300 million is still missing. For more than 20 years, Perlman had enticed individuals and banks to invest in Transcontinental Airlines Inc., Transcon Records, and both companies' parent, Transcontinental International. All three companies were fictions that existed only on paper, at least until Lou Perlman's boy bands took off and Transcon Records was profiting from the signed acts. Okay, so basically, so the the <laughs> the bands existed to pay back the Ponzi scheme. So after the success of Instinct and Backstreet Boys, he turned the groups and their fame into the engine to further expand his Ponzi scheme. Okay. Perlman used falsified FDIC, <laughs> AIG, AIG, and Lloyd's of London documents to win investors' confidence in his program. Oh, man, that's fucked up. And uh, titled it Employee Investment Savings Account, and he used fake financial statements created by a fictitious accounting firm, Cohen and Siegel. To so all, bank loans. all of the musical acts that worked with Perlman sued him in federal court for misrepresentation and fraud, except for two. <laughs> That's, That's wild. That 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 is like levels of yeah. of fucking no, fraud. There's, and, yeah, there's there's do, there's documentaries and all this shit you can go check out. That, I don't know them well enough to really do a compelling, but that but that little introduction there is funny. Apparently, yeah. he wrote some kind of book, like his top ten rules for going platinum with a band. <laughs> I guess it involves a lot of grifting and fraud. Well, it's like you get rich. Make sure that you're the one getting rich, not them. <laughs> Pay Justin Timberlake like thirty grand a year to be a singer. Okay. <laughs> no, no medical benefits, except for the curly hair. Somebody got a libel lawsuit successfully against him. Wow. Yeah, I remember it. Eventually, all came crashing down. But like, it's like, but so did that. Sort of that kind of music. So it's kind of not really. It's not really that like inspiring. It's like everything came at once. Like as soon as like that shit stopped being successful, now uh, now like the hammer comes down on all of his uh, criminal activity. Perlman and his companies were forced into involuntary bankruptcy. That's an interesting. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, that's that's like when you've been engaged in huge levels of fraud and they just take the money out of your account. <laughs> yeah, you're like no, that's that's ours now. Yeah. Like, wow. This is going on long enough, so we should uh, probably pivot really Wait, quick. So he was doing like some sort of some sort of art thievery as well. It looks like 
Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that guy was into. Yeah, I, I want to dig into this at some point. It's yeah, fun. apparently a mansion full of art and priceless memorabilia. Yeah, that but makes sense. Memorabilia was mostly fake. Oh no, shit! I figure the art is like to store his wealth in because that's that's what ends. That's what like modern high art ends up being is like. All right, I'm like a millionaire, and where am I supposed to put this? Where am I supposed to put this money in case I lose? All right, I'll buy a. A f- this painting for a few million. That'll just hang. I'll put that in storage. I'll put that in self storage next to the uh, the death. All right, here's another interruption. Still recording. Go to the website. Slash paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're just core band that's doing the Sum Forty One vocals. Yeah, like, right, right. They're doing in the next yeah. unit. But uh, see, you know. that would that would be really cool to have that in the video of just a guy wheeling stuff in there. Like, I got, I got to put this in your guys. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you rented the unit for the day, but oh, you know, it'd be good stupid. if they had like if they had that like, kike from like Storage Wars. He like shows up to like see like all right, I'm gonna see what's in this unit, see if it's worth yeah. bidding on. What was that guy's? Like, I used to watch that show. That show was funny, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You open the door, and there's a fucking like like metalcore band in there performing. <laughs> like all right, nobody's gonna want this. Oh, boy, I lo- really lost out bidding on this one. I should have known with all the I should have known with all the uh, the pig squeals and. <laughs> and girl vocals coming from under the door that I shouldn't have been bidding on, but here we are. I, now I just I just bought a really shitty indie death metal band or a deathcore band. <laughs> name was Barry something, right? I I can't fucking remember. Barry Storage Wars. I what what finally like real made me realize that show was bullshit was um one of the guys uh he was going through a locker that he had won the bid on. And there was, uh, yeah, there's Barry right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're going to uh, bid on this one right here. One guy, you know, he won a, he won a, uh, a storage locker, and he was going through it, and there was a, there was an original, like, Nintendo in there, Nintendo Entertainment System. And they go through the thing where they're, like, uh, they're telling the camera, like, how much everything is worth and how well they did. And he called the Nintendo $300. And now this is, like, 15 years ago, at least. Oh. A oh, Nintendo wow. Entertainment System... In like the mintest mint can like new in box wasn't worth three hundred dollars to a collector back then, and this was one that had been in a storage unit for God knows how long, had been played, had been used. Sure, yeah, but it's like that that system's not worth three hundred dollars. Fuck you. That's like you're looking at like ninety bucks tops. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid asshole. Like all right, this show's both. This show's fake. This shit's all staged. There's no way. So it looks like somebody, one of these one of these fucking Jewish fags from the AV Club, they actually purchased a college degree of Lou Pearlman on eBay for some stupid reason because he was auctioning off all of his belongings. So one of these, one of these journalist <laughs> fags, the AV club just has that like hanging in his office. Does he, does he, does he like, do you gain all the rights and privileges of having that degree yourself? If you buy it from Lou Pearlman or is that also fraudulent? Did Lou Pearlman yeah, even right. get the degree? That's the thing. <laughs> it's just a Photoshop. Oh my God. Let me just, uh, just imagine explaining that to a normal person. Like, what, whose degree is that? Oh, that's Lou Pearlman's. Who's Lou Perlman? Well, well, uh, Lou Perlman's long story. <laughs> He's the Jew that foisted 98 degrees on your life. <laughs> yeah, right? Why the fuck would you want to have a college degree hanging up there? I met one of those guys once. I was working. That was a guitar center in Orange County out in California. You met one of the guys? From yeah, one of the degrees? guys was in there just like hanging out. That's... The pro audio. I was like, all right. I didn't like recognize him because I didn't care, but... He was wearing one of those football jerseys that had like the '98 on it. Really nice dude. He's like all smiles and like happy. I was like that's interesting. You come here and walk among us. I mean, am I gonna earn a commission off you? Or okay, see you later. Like, 
I'm not, I'm not selling that's, anything. That's just funny because I, I, I vividly remember having to get a 98 Degrees album for a cousin of mine <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, I man, remember I, this because she was into all of that stuff. I also, I also, I actually worked. I was trying, this guy wasn't buying, but it was the drummer from Sublime. And I had just, I fucking had no idea. Just this like big fat dude with like bad teeth. And he eventually like told me that he was from Sublime. And I'm like. The lead singer was dead by yeah, then, he was right? dead, but he was he was long. Yeah. This was 1999, I think. Yeah, but I don't know what he was. But he didn't like. I don't I, know. That, I, that's a, that's a band I don't like, but it's interesting that their debut album was highly successful despite the fact the lead singer was fucking dead. Was he already dead when it came out? I'm pretty sure he was. No, I think I this was that. like a, a posthumous release that actually that. did really well. Yeah, I was showing that guy like a. A Kurzweil, like it was the state of the art, top of the line Kurzweil uh, synth workstation. I don't know what he was ever thought he was going to do with it, but he never, he didn't buy it. My one chance to sell this fucking five thousand dollar Kurzweil to like a rock star. I don't know what he was doing. Like, why does a rock star show up at Guitar Center? It's like, don't you have people? Well, because you like, don't, really don't have a band at that point. Like, don't you have a guy that can go like secure equipment for you and like make make deals and negotiate? I think Corn went in there once. I wasn't there for that though. There's a there's a poster on the wall at that Orange County Guitar Center. It's a corn poster, huge, oversized poster. It was signed by the band, and underneath the signatures, it said, "Thanks for the rock star full price deal." <laughs> 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 so, this fucking sales guy, like, so corn comes in. They're too cool to like demand like rock star discount, and the sales staff <laughs> just pretends like they didn't notice that and just charges them full price for everything. <laughs> Fucking, dick. that's a proud moment. It's a good sales moment right there. It's like they got them, they got the money. It's fucking corn, and that was you know in the, like the year two thousand or whatever it was. Like they can afford yeah, just, it. Just just pretend you don't know who it is. I, I well, because you're not supposed to fanboy. Like that's actually I think that was one of their sales rules. Like if if a rock star comes in, you're supposed to play as cool as you can, and you are in no way do not ever if you if you. Have, this is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Have your own music project. You are not to talk about it. You're not to tell them about it. You sure as hell better not hand them like a, a demo or anything. You are not to promote yourself in any way. You were there to sell them gear, and that's it. So they had a lot. They had all these strange rules. Typically, the bigger stores have like a they have like an artist uh, relations type guy that he's supposed that you're supposed to you're supposed to you're not supposed to be just like a regular four four guy and like deal with them. You're supposed to grab the artist relations dude. But not all not all the stores had that on. Only the big ones did. So yeah, thanks for the full full price what, rock star deal. What, what, what awesome. if it's a band that you really hate that comes in there? I mean, I think that would be much more likely. Scott, yeah. great. Some some forty one just walked in the fucking store. Uh, Wonderful. You guys gonna buy something? Or you're just gonna play that? <laughs> you know that right. would, you know that would sound better if you got some lessons. <laughs> like just pull out the stuff you say to like the twelve year olds. <laughs> You can't do that anymore because now there's no there's nothing in stock at those stores anymore, so it doesn't happen anymore. Like mean, corn, the, corn's it, not going to show up for a three hundred dollar made in China like Jackson Dinky. Is that a viable model these days? Like this this style of store? No, the store music, music chain stores now have nothing. In, they have the they have the, like the lowest bottom of the barrel stuff. Some of them might have some better Gibsons and some decent Gibsons and and Fenders. But by and large, like the equipment, it's like you have. If you want good music equipment, you have to go online. You're much like they'll have something in a warehouse somewhere they can ship you. You have to know what you want. Like there's no, 
there's no going in there and try. If, if you want to go to Guitar Center for a guitar, like be prepared to. You just the best thing you're going to try out is like an Indonesian six hundred dollar import bolt-on piece of junk that is cool if you're like a beginner or slightly lower, like intermediate. But if you want, if you really want to, if you really want to get something better, even like a, a higher end import guitar, you're going to have to go online. Amps, forget about. It. There's nothing in stock. If you go to Guitar Center, the amps they have, if, unless they have something in the used room, they might have something big, but it's all small, right. like practice stuff, modeling yeah. stuff. And it's just it's, like it, it's amazing how like the online retailing has destroyed all of this type of model of, of business. Like, oh, let me, let me go to a guitar store or bike shop and find out that they can order me the order thing that I'm you. looking for. And then you go like, They'll I order can, it for me. Like, I can order it from home. Like, I could do that. I came here because I was hoping yeah. for something better than that. And I'm not going to order from you. Like, what are you going to charge? If I'm going to order it, I'm not going to pay you the premium for you to do it, you prick. I'm going to go right in. I'm going to go right ahead and participate in this globalist, uh, capitalist hellhole economy. I'm going to use it to uh, my uh, advantage. It's messing up again. What's the matter? Come on. Oh. Are we having a connection loss? I haven't done no. that. No. That hasn't happened in several. I can't remember the last time that happened. I guess my new modem's a fail, huh? If I go to a website, is it not going to load? I can't just talk to myself. Okay, guys. it's coming back. That's weird. All right, that, yeah. I, that I hasn't stable. That hasn't happened in I ages. Just check to make sure it's done on my end. I don't think you can hear me. But yeah, I'm definitely down. My internet's down. No, it's not. It's up. I think it's on his end. Maybe not. No, no, no. I, I just checked my end. Oh. oh, you can hear me? I'm back. I just loaded. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like looks like we're back. I don't I, know what the fuck just happened there. I don't know. I didn't have any failures to load websites, but then again, I only got one chance and it loaded. So, anywho, oh, that's right. It's Black Friday is this week. They keep forgetting about that. You gonna snap yeah, up any Black Friday duel, uh, uh, deals? What are you gonna buy? Everybody buy they're, stuff. They're doing the thing though, where the Black Friday is extended for like an entire week. Yeah. Black weeks. I don't think I really need anything. Hey everybody, Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about 12 rules for how to live your life. And I have a 13th rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to writestuff.biz slash paywall and pick the kind of option that best suits your needs. But yet again, I'm not really sure that's supposed to work with online retailing. Like, well, why would I go to a store to buy stuff on a Cyber day? Monday! You just throw Cyber Monday! Yeah, right. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I don't know. We haven't even had any good Black Friday stories in the last couple of years, have we? I guess because of my pandemic. Yeah, because of COVID. Can't go fight each other for flat screen TVs because I gotta wear. A, I can't fight when I got a mask on. I can't breathe. You know what's what else is I find interesting mm-hmm. is this has brought back the idea that you shouldn't have a twenty four hour store and that you should have limited business hours. Mm. It's fascinating to see that kind of. I don't know if I call it a regression, but it's clearly like we we can't afford to do this anymore. We can't make it work. Like the the twenty four hour WalMarts have disappeared where I live. Even the big super Walmart, they don't they don't do that anymore. Oh yeah, they I didn't know that. The schedule. Interesting. Well, that's good. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, realistically, why why do you need a twenty four hour Walmart? Especially as a white person, you should be able to figure out you know your schedule oh, for the week. Is it shop so, in the daytime? Is it so you can have a mass shooting in the middle of the night? Was that a, was that a late night mass shooting the other day? I don't know. Cyber Monday's fucking up the internet. 
there was a uh, Cyber Wednesday. Oh, that I lose internet connection again because now Twitter won't load for me. We're, get, we're hitting all the marks here. Got no mic. Got no connection. Try to ask McNabb about mass shooting. He doesn't hear me. I guess we should probably just take a break. This is good. This is good. I thought we had nipped this problem. I guess I'm going to have a service call. This is gonna be like, I might as well just take a fucking break now. No. But since I wasn't ready to take a break, I don't have the break music queued up. I mean, get that. You guys want to hear Alexander Jordan Gahans? David Gahans? We'll just, uh, we'll just do that. We'll be back with hour two shortly. You are listening to the Daily Show as racist and sexist as they can be. We're gonna offend you in 